What's going on, everybody? It's Gabriel Menchaca. I'm here with Vanessa, my wife. And uh, I got some good news, actually, that I do want to share with you all. We have settled on a name for the podcast, Carry Us Through Podcasts. Now, for some of you, uh, you know why that name means something. Uh, for others, it's it's a scripture, Philippians 1.6. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to the day of completion or fullness and maturity in Christ. And so um, it's something that I think... Uh, the Holy Spirit just reminded me of, man, of like, you know, that's, if we want to express and put out anything, we want um, people around us to know that we want to encourage them. We want to see God um, use their life. We want to help people get to a completed place of their calling, like literally to a place where they're, they're functioning and moving in it. And so, yeah, the name carry us through, carry us through podcast. So nothing's really going to change. It'll still be on all the same, basically, channels. You'll just, when you search for it, it won't be the Gabriel Menchaca podcast anymore. It'll just be the Carry Us Through podcast. And uh, it's going to be under that name uh, indefinitely, man. That's that's the name. We're not changing anything after that. Uh, Vanessa hates that I changed the name because <laughs> she likes things to be the same consistent. <laughs> but... Um, it was it was necessary and I think important, especially because like you know as the future goes, I do want to branch out and do some more things with the podcast and some other areas of media. Uh, but we're going to get into this last podcast uh, talking about marriage and ministry, and specifically, uh, we are talking about life back in LA. So, the the hard part is kind of. Uh, picking the topics that we wanted to go over because there's a lot to talk about but Vanessa's going to kind of share what our life was like in Europe for those of just listening today uh, I'm Gabriel this is my wife Vanessa we were missionaries in Europe for 10 years and uh, we are back living in the states now and what we're going through and like talking about is kind of re-entry and just areas of, of learning and, and kind of relearning uh, how to do certain things especially in uh, as a married couple with two children and also doing ministry. So Vanessa's going to go over what life was like in Europe. Yeah, so living in Europe, um, the first seven years we spent in Eastern Europe, which is very cold, very foreign, and such a huge difference of life that from what we were used to. So our life for the first seven years in Estonia, it was very slow-paced, especially in the winter when the snow is up to your knees for months at a time and it's like negative 10 degrees outside Fahrenheit. <laughs> and you're, you know, you spend at least 30 minutes bundling up. And but then, it is beautiful. Of course. Like, it's awesome. Like, I really miss that lifestyle. Yeah. It's very different from, like, going to visit a city that has snow than living in snow. And I think I prefer to live in snow than to visit snow, if that makes sense for whatever reason. But besides that, um, yeah, so that that time was very slow-paced. You know, we really had complete control over our time there. If anything, we had like an excess of time. I mean, Gobble and I were together every single day. We rarely had anything that pulled us away from each other. Even in ministry, you know, people would come over. Like, we really had such an awesome, awesome apartment um, I think God really blessed us with an awesome owner, the location, the apartment had like heated tile flooring and the bathroom, the kitchen. It was a fireplace. Very fireplace. It was very That's open. Right. The bedrooms were big. It was across the street from the old town where the, the church bells rang. Like 
what, once in the morning? I don't remember, actually. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we could hear them, though. But not only that, we had really good neighbors, which is um, a really big deal if you have really crappy neighbors. <laughs> so we were very appreciative of being able to hang out with our neighbors. They spoke English, which was always a plus. And after Estonia, we spent about two years in Germany, and that that definitely picked up pace. Gobble yeah. was working for a church that was well-established. He had, like... I mean, it was just very different. An office. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, yeah. they had a WeWork office there in downtown. And, of course, with our son, he was four. So he was um, going to school. So, of course, there's a new routine there, taking him to school, getting things ready, things like that. So, And then also we lived in the city, like right in the center. So we spent so much time on public transportation. And we didn't have a vehicle. In Estonia, we did. Most of the time, we did have a, a van, our trusty van from his parents but we also lived in the center there it was just yeah. a lot smaller yeah and then public transportation i mean we you know because we had a vehicle and it was so freezing like it was just so much easier just to take the van and, yeah. and go where we need to go so in germany we took public transportation because we had we never had a vehicle there right no yeah we never had a vehicle there if we did we rented one just to go out of the city but in which we did rent and we got on the autobahn and went fast yes of course it's a must <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Germany definitely picked a pace as far as like our lifestyle and our time, the way we spent time there. And then we get back to good old LA yeah. and everything just went like full speed. I mean, we got here, I was six months pregnant. We had like a few goals. So we came here, we wanted to get jobs, get an apartment, have the baby, put Isai in school and... Well, a car was a, a oh yes, and that get was a one car. Of the biggest, yeah, we were yeah. Like, get man. a job, get a house, get a car, have the baby, well, put him in school. A place to live, yeah. Yeah, well, not a house, yeah. And we did that within like what a few months. I yeah. think we used um, our uncle's car for like a six months, which is so awesome to have that until it broke down on me. Shout out to Uncle Dave. <laughs> oh yeah, I think really... I broke it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I broke your car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, having that, I mean, you can you cannot be an in LA without a vehicle. And so that was such a big deal that we were able to have our own transportation because taking the bus here is just, I mean, I know people do it, but I don't know how, but it's very difficult. So anyways, um, yeah. So, and then we got jobs, we got a home that came, an apartment came with the job that we got and things like really quickly fell into place. We were kind of surprised because we were expecting to not be really settled into our own apartment like a year for like a least. year yeah and it happened like within six about six months well or and so. also a piece of that is that we didn't we didn't have any money like we didn't come back with anything um it was maybe i think i was able to preach around a few times and yeah. um people you know did bless us with some what what are called uh love offerings or honorariums yeah and um we lived our first 10 years off like yeah. I mean besides Germany that last year uh, we did have Gobble did have like a salary but we still depended on support to meet the, the rest of our needs there. and actually coming back I actually recall now there was a small miracle <laughs> um, we didn't have any money and I was thinking I gotta get back and I'm just gonna I'm gonna find something to have some sort of income but what happened is that uh, the church had miscalculated and they didn't pay me. The church that you work, were working uh, the, Yeah, the church that I worked for in Germany. Um, and, and like I said, it was it was a joint effort. We were on support, and this church was giving us a salary enough to cover our rent and this and that. So we were able to, you know, uh, pay everything off, leave, no problems. 
but as we were leaving, uh, the church ad- administrator co- contacted me and, and basically was like, hey, listen, uh, Pastor Gabriel, we, we forgot to uh, give you a check for this month. And in my head, I was thinking, no, no, this is wrong. And then she told me like, no, I've checked it three times already. We owe you this. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure I got everything you guys owed me. And they're like, no, 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 we actually owe you this. So we did come back with, I th- it was like a couple thousand, maybe like two, 2,000 or something like that. No, no, not even that. It was, it was maybe like $1,500, $1,700. And that actually was, was very, very, very helpful because I don't think, I don't think we, it basically would have been like we were running on fumes. And so coming back, everything that we, we said to you, you know, everything that Vanessa mentioned, the apartment, the car, you know, finding jobs, all this and that. This was all because we were like, man, Lord, we we, we got to get set up again. Um, Not again. We had never been set up. True. In Los Angeles. We, we had never had an apartment together, nothing like that. So we were coming here and starting literally from the ground up. Like we have friends here, we have family here, and we're grateful to be able to stay with his and grandparents. And a lot of them helped us oh, like, yeah. so much. And we were grateful to be able to stay with his grandparents yeah. the first six months as well. And because of them, that's kind of how we got the job that came with the apartment. But um, even so, having people there, like you still have to build your own life. Like yeah. you still have to create your own space for your family. You don't have family. a bed. You don't have a couch. You don't have, you know, like you don't have that stuff. Yeah. And then because I was pregnant, we had a timeline. Like I, I know, that, I mean, I was so certain like we need, like God's going to give us a place before the baby comes because... We can't put four people in one bedroom. And I know people do it, but I was just praying like, Lord, give us our own home. Like for the first time, you know, for our son. So he has some stability because we just moved, you know, a whole different country with him. And, you know, his whole world had changed. So we're really just praying like for these specific needs to be met. And they were met. Yeah, they were all met. And then um, I think like on, I think there was just so much that, that God did in that, that it's something really to say that no no specific ministry, no no specific anything gets like glory in that because we came back and God literally just provided everything we needed. And timing, yeah. I mean... If, if, even when we got the apartment though, like mm-hmm. sorry to interrupt, but even when we got the apartment, um, I remember uh, we didn't have a, a kitchen table. Mm-hmm. We didn't have... A, um, a coffee maker, you know, we didn't, I think I had my AeroPress, that was it. Okay. <laughs> we didn't have, we didn't have it, but I remember, um, a, a couple called us and they'll remain nameless because I want them to have like a good blessing. <laughs> but a couple called us and they were like, Hey, do you guys need a table? And we were like, yeah. And they brought over like just simple household stuff mm-hmm. that was like, man, I didn't even think about needing that, um, because we didn't have it. And it was just such a huge blessing because you know, we had somewhere to sit. <laughs> yeah, we had no couches. I mean, we barely had enough money left over to buy like our beds because we had no beds. And we did have furniture that get that, thank God, was shipped from Germany. But it wasn't much. And it was mostly like our son's stuff, like the things that we want to make sure we kept for him. And of course, gobbles millions and millions of books we were able to bring back over and my rocking chair. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we didn't have like a whole house set up that we brought back and not only that, we had a friend, uh, friends of ours that stopped by with like so many groceries. I mean, we had bought like a fridge for the first time, this like yeah. massive fridge, and it was An like American-sized refrigerator. Yeah, like a French door with the huge freezer in the bottom, 
And uh, we have since sold it because it was too big for this apartment. Yeah, way too big. <laughs> um, but anyways, we had friends that had called us like out of nowhere and said, "Hey, are you guys home? We want to drop some stuff off." And we're like, "Oh, like yeah, sure. Like you know, give us like twenty minutes." And they came over to our apartment with like bags and bags of groceries. Like, I mean, not just that. She bought like shampoos and conditioners and laundry detergent. I mean, like this massive like first home starter kit it was ridiculous and I mean pots and pans like she really I mean her and her husband they both went above and beyond and they just were like God you know put on her heart to bless you guys and I mean it was just like ridiculous how how much they they um how generous they were yeah but I mean even the little things like the stuff like the shampoo and conditioner she bought it was like the one I would have bought for myself like Didn't they even buy like some pots or yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, they brought, yeah, they bought like a whole like set of like pots and pans, which, you know, we had, we literally had nothing. We did not bring much back as far as household items. So they brought back a bunch of stuff. And then of course, like, um, once the baby came, I think she came what, like a month or so after we actually got into the apartment. Yeah, it was pretty quick. I mean, we had no, co- and she came early too. She came two weeks early. So we had a lot of stuff that we were missing still, but then Gobble's parents came, or his mom, she flew in, like, right away. Um, my mom, thankfully, was here already, so she was able to be with the baby the first, you know, day or two she was here. But, you know, even his mom, she brought over, like, cutting boards and knives, and... I mean, like, it really was, like, a bunch of... Uh, a good amount of people that came through and just blessed us with stuff that we never asked for. And I just kept thinking, oh, you know, we'll just wait till the next paycheck because now the baby's here and obviously we need certain things for her and and you know we really hadn't kept anything from our son just because he was you know a few years older than her but it was just i think it was really just um we the faith that we said like the the faith that we started out with of like lord like we we know you'll take care of us we can trust you is the same faith that has sustained us Mm -hmm. because we 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 didn't expect any of that and we were just thinking, like, well, well, we'll make it, you know? like, And I just remember, you know, like, people, like like you said, showing up. And it was just like, man, that's amazing. Like, yeah. thank you guys so much. Like, Very we're just super grateful. Yeah. And, um, yeah. They, so thank you to yeah, all the thank people you. that, you know, were there with us in the beginning. There's and a list. There's a, I mean, there's so many people that, I mean, just from the beginning of our marriage period that were there for us and really, like, supported us and, um... I mean, that physically, like, came and brought us stuff or people just that just prayed for us. I think, like, thank you guys because, you know, I think every single time people came through at the right time, like, just when we needed them. Yeah, and and you're dealing with the re-entry and all the emotions of that and all the psychological... It's, oh, and, gosh, it's such... It's so much more than what I thought it was going to be. But, but I would say that for anybody, like, you know, like we said at the beginning, anybody considering stepping into some full-time ministry internationally and missions, uh, leaving and going is a very big deal, mm-hmm. very hard. Um, in some areas, but also adventure and just exciting and this and that. But it's the re-entry that a lot of people aren't aware of that that's very important. Whatever organization or whatever church group, whatever you're going to go with, uh, make sure that they have an understanding of that. If they don't, it's very difficult. Uh, there's been you know very negative things that have happened upon re-entry because it's hard to to navigate some of the issues. So 
you know, us coming back into LA, landing, being around, you know, friends, new friends. Uh, some of our old friends had a, like, I think some of our friends moved away like a month after we got back. Mm-hmm. And so the or core like a group month before we got back. Yeah. Like the, the core that we usually hung out with that all changed. So it's not like we had like that same community and, um, it was kind of developing into something different and different relationships and, and how we go about those. But I think coming back, we see that the, the overview of Europe, like Talon, Talon was, was busy to an extent, but not at all demanding of your time. Yeah. I think we had way more say in what we were doing, when how we, we could doing plan it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Frankfurt I I was yeah I had a schedule I had to be at meetings I had to be at certain things yeah and I had yeah yeah, had to be at school and then we had you know even uh, the parent uh, teacher events you know uh, the the special school events uh, this and then it turned into also you know you're part of the community of the church there and awesome people we went to birthday parties you know I was going doing some of the small groups there and then on top of that I think the busier we or the more we lived there, or the longer we lived there, the busier it got because mm-hmm. we also we were helping uh, plant the church in London. So I was flying to London basically almost every other weekend to minister there and be with the family there. And so like Vanessa took on everything to do, you know, like for that weekend or or whatever, however long I was gone. Um, so the pace of life incrementally got got faster. And then once you hit LA, man, it's fast. Yeah, and everybody's like, I, like so we, we busy. went from not having that demand on our time to, you know, I'm working full time. Initially, you were working part time, mm-hmm. but it was kind of from like a full time demand. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, it was a smaller property, so it was part time, and but luckily I was at home, so I was also six months pregnant when I started working. So, so that's kind of like the brief overview of like our last. <laughs> decade and change yeah and (laughs) And then we get here yeah and then so we're here and we're kind of readjusting and re-entering into this lifestyle but also like um learning how to live at this pace yeah it was it's very overwhelming i think the fact that this is obviously pre-coronavirus so for us you know we jumped in and we were we were very excited to come back like we weren't afraid of it it wasn't anything that made us nervous but it for me i was a little bit because i was like oh shoot man i mean but we were excited <laughs> like in the beginning like we were yeah, just really excited yeah. and then um the only thing i think that made me a little anxious was like i gotta figure out this healthcare stuff because when we were living uh in europe you know we Simple. have like yeah healthcare was just a lot easier it's way cheaper and here it was like, okay, well, what's a PPO? What's a HMO? And how yeah. do I get that? And what's... Um, we didn't know what that was. Covered California. And, you know, the um, just trying to figure out where do I go? Like, what what hospital or what doctor do I choose with my son? I mean, the experience of being pregnant and finding a doctor, it was just easy. Like, they kind of tell you where to go. And we had amazing insurance, so I could pick, like, the best midwife ever. But here it's like, no, midwives are, like, an added expense that you know, you don't typically get, you don't always get to have a midwife. You'll have a doctor. It is weird though, because like the health insurance stuff is expensive, but the income is like, we have more income now than we ever had. Yeah. But I felt like we were still very limited in our options. Yeah. But I'm the, the health insurance stuff is just, 
it's just part of America, I guess. Like, <laughs> um, you know, and living in Europe, it was cheaper and pretty straightforward. You you get the insurance package. When you need to use your insurance, you use it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's can be simple here, but at the same time, I was already pregnant, so I was like, okay, I gotta find a doctor. To us. <laughs> but everything was in English. Thank God. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's a, true. That is a huge deal when you can read forms in your own language. Um, yeah, so coming back, like, it was exciting. It was like, we're having a baby, and we're going to have an apartment. We're going to have, like, our own life in, the, in our most familiar setting. I think that's what I look forward to. So it, it is in comparison to living in Europe. There is a stress. Um, I, I don't, we, I think I asked Vanessa, but it's not in our marriage. It's more just like us individually, like the stress of completing your everyday job or like, right. Or, I was working. No, I'm saying like the, like for me at least, um, I don't, I wasn't stressed out in Frankfurt. I worked a lot, like a lot, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, um, stre- the stressors were very different. I think the only yeah. stressful thing was like not being able to communicate. Because we did not speak German. Yeah, and so like here, there is a stress, right? Oh, yeah. So it's just different. Yeah, um, it's a working. It's working full time. And, and I think that's something that when we say stress, it's not like that place of, oh my gosh, tear your hair out. Like, right? Like it's not. No, it's just like a really big learning curve. Like for me, you know, Gobble was working in Germany. Like he had like an actual job. I hadn't worked since before we were married. Yeah. So that whole 10 years, I mean, I was a you know, pastor's wife, I was a mom, I did some ministry and you know, obviously for the 10 years I wasn't just sitting there. Um, but then I come back and you're both supposed to be working. You have to. You, you have, have to, to. unless you can't. I mean, cost obviously. Of yeah, of yeah. course. Like being in LA is very expensive and we wanted to be independent. We didn't want to stay with family the whole time. So we knew that we both needed to work to have the income to be able to afford the lifestyle that we wanted. And for me, that was, I think it was different for me than it was for Gobble because like I said, I came from not working, not having that kind of demand and not being able to have the free time I wanted. Luckily the job, the first part-time job I had, um, I was working from home. So I had that's a huge benefit. I know a lot of moms would love to be able to do that, or people in general probably. Right, with the baby. Yeah, and so even when she was born, I was still able to work with her. Um, I had a really great supervisor who wasn't, you know, very pushy, you know, even though I had the baby, like, a few months after I got hired. And my hours weren't crazy. Like, I was home, like, at 3.30. Yeah, so it just, actually, the the setup was really ideal for us starting out and just kind of navigating life. East High School was only, like, a 10-minute walk away, so yeah. it was great being able to walk him to school and then go home and kind of do my job and then yeah, pick him up the again. Yeah, the setup was that you would walk him and I would pick him up. Oh, yeah, that's right, you pick him up. Yeah, I picked yeah. them up every day. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, so we had good stuff, but it was it was definitely, it was like, a, a learning curve. Yeah. And a little stressful in that because it was, like, dang, the, the speed of life here is just, like, when do you when do you do fun stuff? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to do stuff with your family, you're basically saying no to everything else that's going on yeah. with your Wh- friends and Which family. leads us into that, that point of that you have to set time. Oh, yeah. And you have to say no. Like, yeah. every single weekend there is a birthday party 
Yeah, or <laughs> there is a an engagement an party, or like yeah. something that you you almost feel obligated to be at. It's like, oh man, like. And this is not like church related stuff. This is like your friends' parties, your family. I mean, even then, yeah, and then church stuff too. Yeah, and even then, like we hadn't been around our family for such a long time that all of a sudden it's like, oh hey, it's your aunt's, co- you know, aunt's birthday, and it's your nephew's this, and you're like, wait, what? Like, like who's that? that? <laughs> Yeah, like you're just not used to having so many things, so many in- invitations, which is great. But at the same time, it's like, wow. And it was different, too. You come to visit and everybody like kind of connects with you. Like you, you kind of come around to like somebody's house and everybody's there versus when you're just living here. Everybody's kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. And, and then everyone is separate and doing their own thing not everybody's together all the time which we were i think you we were used to that every time we came back to visit the states because we had come back and we're only visiting for a short time all of our friends i mean i remember we had like a get together at someone's house and there was like all of our friends from like different churches were there and people that weren't in church and so you know that's that's easy to do when you're only visiting when people you want to hang out with everybody you don't have the time so everybody makes time to just get together and that's awesome and we really love that but then, like, living here, it's like, no, like, people have their jobs. Like, you're not coming at a time when people are on vacation. Like, you're here while everybody's working, and then you're working. And then you have to really navigate how you utilize your time. Yeah, you have to be careful because you go so fast, you don't know how fast you're going. Like, I think that's one of the biggest things that I've looked at living here. That it's something that if you jump into the, the fast or swift moving water, and you just go with it. And I think you do have to be careful because there can be a lot of loss of like important time and intentional time because you're so busy, like saying no to uh, uh, going to a birthday party where you feel like, man, like, you you know, that's our friend's Mm -hmm. uh, uh, child and we do care. But at the same time, we haven't even spent time as a family together. And then buying all the gifts. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, and oh, And eating dang, out wait a minute. all like, the time after church, before church. We quickly church. realized that you had to budget the gifts. Like, you had to budget, like, okay, we spend $20 on gifts, period. Like, doesn't matter who it is, 20 bucks, And then eating out. Um, like, birthday dinners at restaurants. Yeah. That's, like... That's very not, we're not used to that at all. Like that's a, that's very luxurious to us. And we did do, we, I remember we had your birthday party at, um, uh, Cheesecake Cheesecake Factory, Factory. which was really cool. And people came and that was awesome. But I was also thinking like, yeah, man, like. I felt like, wow, people are here in a restaurant for my birthday. So American. Yeah. And it was awesome. But it was also like realizing, dang, like this is. Like, how do you do this all the time? Like, this is expensive. <laughs> like, oh, you know, yeah. if everybody has a birthday and you go to eat at their birthday party, like, so just learning all that is a learning curve and something that we've, being back, have realized, like, oh, shoot, like, you know, this stuff. And then um, also just, I think the 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 fact that America is a great place. Oh, yeah, we love America. I I love customer service. Like, I love some of the things that that our culture kind of presents and it's it's a great place but uh and then you have where kind of we've been for the last what six months or so like uh what month are we in january um the pandemic almost a year but the lockdowns came a little bit later yeah but 
the start of it was very, I think, I felt like it was quick. Yeah, it was like one day you're fine and the next day it's like, wait, why is everybody buying toilet paper (laughs) like crazy? Oh, yeah. And, And that experience has kind of cut off like our, like you said, like we got back. We, we had this normal life. Yeah, and like then, we got back and for six or seven months, we we were in like the normal everyday fast paced way of living, what was expected. And then once the pandemic hit, it just like shifted everything into like neutral, which is what we were used to, but not here in the States. And, and it definitely changed even our home because, you know, it was crazy. Um, Vanessa took a full time position and I was still working full time. And then the pandemic hit and they actually closed my shop. And so um, I come out of work for a couple weeks and then they reopen and they start. And I basically am working from home now. Now, the, the reason why I'm working from home is because the schools are closed. So Vanessa, at, <laughs> remember that you were either essential or non-essential. Yeah. And it was your class. It was like you were high class or low class. So I was low class. I was non-essential. <laughs> and I was essential. So um, basically, I you know, my job understood that, yeah, hey, my wife has to go in. So I stay home with the kids. Mm-hmm. And so that changed a lot of things. And then the pace of life kind of did slow down for a little bit. Which was really, really, I, I was so happy about that. But it was funny because it's like we returned to living like missionaries again yeah you had to be careful with your money yeah (laughs) you really it it really was like are we gonna go out this weekend are we gonna risk it (laughs) yeah are you seeing anybody are you hanging out with people should you stay away um and then just like and then everything mellowed out and we started being at home more and cooking at home it was kind of normal like it was kind of a return to this normal like lifestyle we had I think what felt normal was having you around. Yeah. Because like once Gobble started working, he was gone and I was not used to that. I was used to having him the whole, especially with my son. He was with Isai part of his routine every single day. Yeah. And then once Gobble started working, we were here. Like it was just me and the baby most of the day until Isai and Gobble got home. And so once, you know, with the pandemic and Gobble being home again, like I said, we spent what, like six months in a normal way of life. Maybe a little bit longer, but yeah, six months sounds right. I don't I don't actually recall the exact time. Let's frame. say six to eight months, okay? Like in a normal what we expected to come back to, fast paced. And then when the pandemic hit, you know, obviously everybody had to take like a bunch of steps back. So it was just like weird like to experience that fast pace. And I remember thinking like how do people live like this for years? Like it's so draining and the day goes by so quickly and then your finances like eating out going to restaurants like you have to budget to do that or you know when everybody has kids it's like well we're gonna go get food and then go to your house because the kids are crazy um and like all of that stopped yeah